Nut milks are incredibly versatile. I have yet to come across an application um, in which you know you you can't it, that it can't be a substitute for dairy for, um, yeah. which is awesome. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Atlanta Foodcast. There's no question that the world of dairy has far expanded from the days of old of monochromatic cheese and the quote-unquote milkman. Now take a look at any grocery store shelf and you're going to notice an ever-expanding section of non-dairy options. And it's almost one-to-one with everything that's made with traditional cow's milk. And a boon to this space is that of treehouse milk. I've been a longtime fan of nut milks for use in multiple aspects of cooking, baking, smoothies, and so on. And then I was introduced to Treehouse, the creamiest almond milk I've ever had, oat milk that was unlike any other brand I've experienced, and the coup de gras, Georgia pecan milk. And I caught up with Bess Wyant, one of the founders, to talk about how they started the brand, what it means for the space, and what makes their product so different in an already noisy market. So, without further ado, let's get to my conversation with her. We're well off. Hello. We're off to the races. Here we are. You know, that's a really old expression, like off to the races. Like, uh-huh. what were those races? Uh, Nobody horse knows. Horse races? Yeah. That was, like, that was it. No one was doing dog races back dog then. Dog races. Or it was dog races. We're off to the races. It's a weird expression. You should look that up. Yeah. So... Usually when I get started, there's mm-hmm. there's one of two ways this can go. I either introduce my guest or my guest introduces themselves okay. or themselves or herself, himself. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it at you. My first question, who are you? I'm Bess Wyant, and I am um, the co-founder of Treehouse Milk. And tell us what Treehouse Milk is. Treehouse Milk is a all-natural nut milk company right here in Atlanta, Georgia. We make a variety of nut milks, ranging from almond milk to pecan milk to cashew to macadamia milk and everything in between. Um, And we sell it here at farmer's markets and through home delivery and at restaurants and coffee shops. And we're going to get quite a bit into the branding, the approach of the brand, which I'm a huge fan of. But I'm very excited to have you on the show. Thank you for being here, Bess. Likewise. Thank you so much. And well, hey, since we both have a beer, cheers to you and Cheers. cheers to Treehouse. You know, I built tree houses when I was a kid. I had a lot of fun. Really? I did. Yeah, I have an older brother. So there was always like a collection of wood and hammers and nails. And it was just some haphazard, you know, hodgepodgey little tree house. But How I many like did you build? Too many. We ruined a lot of trees. We ruined. Uh, we did. We grew up in Florida. So okay. tree houses. Like uh, palm tree houses. That's really hard. Yeah. There's not a lot of structural integrity to a uh-huh. palm tree. So yeah. yeah, you struggle making a tree house in a... Yeah. Palm tree, but plus hurricanes. Yeah, you, you never have a tree house for very long. But, yeah, I um, never had a tree house, which is interesting. But I like it. But, I mean, yeah. it's, it's more the pun, you know. Obviously, right. with it being tree, you get it. I'm yeah, glad you get it. I do. I'm a very witty person. So yeah. for those of you who don't understand the pun, maybe we'll put a definition on the episode page or something. We can get it. Sure. We can do a deeper dive into that. Sure. Um, but I want to get to know you a little bit more. Yeah. So. I love my second question that I typically ask every one of my guests. So I want to know what you were like as a kid. So tell me who cooked for you growing up and what kind of cook was he or she? She was my mom. Um, Hi, mom. She is my mom. She still cooks for me from time to time. Um, 
she made a lot of like really simple but wholesome and healthy dishes. I'd say, you know, your typical spaghetti and chicken and vegetables. She made a lot of really good salads. Um, were you a good vegetable eater? I think uh, salads were my favorite. So yeah, wow. I think so. Gotcha. And where was home? Home was about three miles from here, Morningside. You're an Atlanta, Atlanta native. Georgia. Oh wait, I, am. I do know this from Matt. Yeah. But so, anyway. Yeah. This episode comes after the one with Matt and Elaine from Chocolatel. So anyway, there's a nice throwback, which is going to be great. So awesome. yeah. So you guys grew up in Morningside. We did. Um, yeah. Time times were different back then. Um, <laughs> we went through um, Atlanta Public Schools and. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was a small town. I think, you know, you'd, you'd venture out and always run into someone you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's a different place than it was. But Atlanta's, yeah, it's changing in a, in a very, I think, positive direction. Um, but, yeah, I yeah, went through public schools. I, um, I studied a lot of artistic things, like theater, played the piano, was a, sort of a visual artist in some ways. Um, and left for college. I went to the Northeast um, and pretty much came back here right after that. Where'd you go to settled. school? Smith College. Never heard Massachusetts. of Smith. Massachusetts. Smith, Mass- is it, it Smith, is, Massachusetts? It's in Northampton, Massachusetts. That's a, that's it's a, a lot women's of... college. That might be why you haven't heard of it. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I didn't know of, um, why am I forgetting the name of it, here in, uh, in uh, Agnes Scott. Agnes Scott, I didn't yeah. know of Agnes Scott until I moved here, but yeah. now, now I, I, I'm like a borderline expert on yeah. Agnes Scott. I know exactly where it's at. Yeah. So it's in Smith, Massachusetts? It's, no, it's in Northampton, Massachusetts. It's in Northampton, okay. Western Mass, yes. I was going to say, saying Smith, Massachusetts is yeah. kind of hard to roll right. off of your tongue. Yeah. So did you did you get a degree in I got a degree art? in American Studies. Okay. So I was basically undecided. I didn't yeah. know what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, in parentheses. It's American Studies in parentheses. You don't know. Pretty much. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, totally useless degree. Um, but yeah, that's what I did. And then I, and then I ended up in politics. Okay, gotcha. But you said you moved back here after I college. I did. Yeah, I ventured around a little bit, but pretty much came back here okay. within a few years. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so what was like your biggest hope and dream and aspiration in life after college? After college, I was going to change the world. Yeah. I was going to... Um, Join the Peace Corps? Not quite that, um, but I, w- you know, I was going to go work for a nonprofit, go work for an NGO abroad. Yeah. I started working on campaigns, so I thought I was going to change the world that way. That didn't really work out. Um, so, yeah, that, that was what I did for a, a good um, 14 years, I guess. Gotcha. So, I mean, I guess coming from a little bit of your childhood, and I want to understand you a little bit more as as an eater, like what, what are the building blocks of your palate? So what, what was something from your childhood that is stuck around to today? Well, the the irony is that I love fat, animal fat. Good. Gotta be honest. No, that's great. Well, wait, 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 let's break that down. So let's talk about good animal fat and like, well, not, not just good, good for you, but let's talk about like tasty animal fat. So what are are we talking about? Like bacon. And like, Half and half. Okay. I thought you were going to go, like, way off, to the, off the Richter scale and say, like, yeah, like, Brussels sprouts, like, pan-fried and duck fat. No, no, no. Which no. is great, not, but... Not eight-year-old best. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's what, that's what I like to eat. Yes. And I still do. So, good. yeah, I've got a good balance. In moderation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, give me an idea of, you know, where, where in your childhood do you feel like you got the 
I, I guess just the, the inclination of, of doing something like Treehouse. Was there something early in your childhood that kind of gave you that push? Like you thought something, you know, maybe gave you just a little bit sure. of a step stool into what you're doing today. Um, that's a really good question because I wasn't, I never considered doing anything in food until Treehouse. Um, I never, entrepreneurship wasn't really a thing mm-hmm. growing up. But kind of going back to the artistic thing, I always had this creative streak and this need to make things. And so I think that's, that's what that's rooted in. That's what Treehouse is rooted in. Gotcha. And so before we get a little bit more into Treehouse specifically, um, it's interesting. You might be the first like family that I've had on the podcast. So tell me what it was like. Growing up with a, well, and first of all, are are you older than Matt or are you younger? I'm three years younger. You're three years younger. So were you guys I'm, like elbowing each other off the yeah. table, like, dude, that's my bacon? I'm gonna only say nicely. Oh no, we fought over food. Yeah, he's got stories about that. Um, <laughs> we uh, we didn't really get along growing up, um, but you know, we we to be honest. Um, but he's he's a great older big brother now, um, and obviously he's kind of blazed a trail for me in the in the food world feel like you guys have found such great ways to work together yes we have that that must make your mother very proud yeah you guys are like just jamming as a as a sibling pair um awesome well i want to i want to also mention so this is just a fun fact so we're actually back at crog street market i tend to record quite a few interviews here because i just i love the ambiance you can hear the energy there's Mm -hmm. pizzas coming out of the oven smell of chocolate yeah smell of chocolate which is usually my favorite thing as soon as you make it like third of the way down this part of the market like you can just start it's very yeah the olfactory starts going so yeah. it's 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 pretty wonderful but uh we're enjoying a beer here um but yeah the next thing i really want to do is like start uh chatting a little bit about treehouse specifically so sure. so best tell me a little bit more about treehouse and you do have a partner in this venture and her name is kate Kate Carter. Kate Carter. Kate Shout out to Kate. Kate yeah. the Great. Oh, Kate the Great. great. I like that. Yes. <laughs> so tell me a little bit of your guys' story, how you met, and how you decided to do Treehouse together. Sure. Um, so as I said, my one of my former careers was in politics. I worked on campaigns specifically, and I worked with Kate's husband, um, Jason. He was a state senator, and he ran for governor in 2014, and I worked on his 2014 race. Um, and so it was after that race in 2015, the summer of 2015, um, Kate and I got together. We were both trying to figure out our next steps. She was formerly a teacher and journalist and she had quit doing that during the campaign to stay with her family. Um, and we got together and we were just trying to figure out our next steps and what we do. And we were actually just out here taking a walk on the Beltline, um, and uh, having this angsty conversation. She was like, you know, Bess, we should start something. Do you have any ideas? I was like, well, you know what? I've been marinating on this um, almond milk idea for a little while. What do you think? She's like, let's do it. And it was just magically sort of just, it just happened. Um, okay, and <laughs> but let's talk about that let's magic talk about for the, a yeah. Let's talk about the magic. Because, you know, I don't know, maybe several times a day there's people having epiphanies but where where did almond milk present itself as like boom that's a vertical yeah so um 2011 2012 ish i tried to become a vegan 
Um, and this is like before that's actually more ubiquitous. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I think like, you know, people were talking about the China study and I was, you know, it's like, okay, that must be a healthy lifestyle. I should try it out. Um, but I couldn't live without cheese. Um, so it didn't stick. But the one thing that did stick was my almond milk habit. Um, and so I was drinking almond milk, but at a certain point I realized, you know what, there's this one I'm drinking is not actually real almond milk. There's what, some crap in here. Right. And what almond milk are we talking about here? Like Almond Breeze. I think pretty much okay. Almond Breeze was the only thing on the market right. at the time. Yeah. That, that definitely has got the biggest lock on the marketplace, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then, so, yeah, I kind of, like, the seed had been planted. I was like, you know, someone really should make this a business because I, like, I started making almond milk on my own, but I realized how just time-consuming it was. It's pr a pretty simple, straightforward process, but it is time-consuming. I was like, someone should, should just do this and sell it. Um, so I kind of filed that away. So that was, yeah, a few years prior. And then it kind of popped up again in 2015 because I think some articles were starting, starting to come out about Almond Breeze, specifically the fact that there's only like 2% almonds in there, carrageenan stories, and I noticed more and more shelving space and my local Kroger was being devoted to almond milk. And I was like, okay, there's there's really a market here. Right. Um, it's funny how that's kind of the indicator right. of something is potentially passing me by and I need to bandwagon this very quickly. And that's just the language of a grocery store. Yep. Is, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a really good example. Maybe that's what like Tang was like back in the day. <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, we need to drink Tang because it's on every shelf. Yeah. But yeah. So... So Almond Breeze, and you're just really disenchanted with the product. Yep. So, but tell me about the process of how you're making your almond milk back in the day. Yeah, so I, I to be perfectly honest, I, I made it a few times. I wasn't like a, a strict devotee because I didn't have a decent blender, number one. Um, and the homemade way to make almond milk is just simply nuts and water in a good blender and then straining it. Mm -hmm. um, and that is actually how Treehouse makes it today. Gotcha. Yeah. So let, let's talk a little bit about the process a little bit yeah. more. So you're actually taking raw almonds and water yep. in a blender. And so we're, we're blessed with having a Vitamix blender in my household. That's and we've great. had it for many years. And it is just as kick-ass today. Yeah. The smoothie that I made this morning... Yeah is as silky smooth as the smoothie that I made in it probably six yeah, or seven years amazing. ago. Which is dumb. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, well, there's you don't, a reason they're $500. Oh, wait. Yeah. It might have even been more than that. I don't yeah. remember. But, <laughs> um, but you know, you're, you're putting a pretty hefty amount of almonds in the carafe of a blender with water and then straining it. And that's usually the pain in the ass of, like, how do you get you – get, you want as much of that, like, moisture and nutrition – out of just these nuts, they just, as much as you can. So it, it, I mean, it's it's pretty laborious. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Your hands, yeah. Big time. Yeah. So, but that's your whole process with Treehouse. Like you guys are actually, you guys aren't like doing something that someone's never seen before. That's right. I mean, there's nothing proprietary about what we're doing. That's what punk we're rock. So simple. That's awesome. Um, the the one thing, the one upgrade we've made is within the last few months we've gotten a hydraulic press, so we're no longer squeezing by hand, which is amazing. Um, Which really just means that you guys have become more efficient. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. We can, yeah, we can make more. Yeah. 
It's awesome. There's some really funny videos out there of like people who have hydraulic presses, of, like you know, just putting stuff in a hydraulic press that has no right being there. Like what? Like, like a can of squeezy cheese or tennis balls mm. or you know, just just stuff just to watch it, you know, and do it in slow yeah. motion. And there was one that was a it was a can of um, whatever that brand of like shaving cream is, but it's the old school one. It's like the white, you know like foam yeah and the thing oh my gosh it was brilliant it just made this like perfectly symmetrical like just explosion of oh. shaving cream don't do this with your hydraulic press say, only use your hydraulic project. press for making almond milk okay. but i just uh, yeah it's pretty interesting so um before we get a, l- a little bit more into the makings of treehouse sure. specifically like the the products that you guys are producing i want to talk a little bit about your branding and um so give everybody a little bit of a visual. If you are going to pick up, well, I don't want to give away too much, but if you're actually going to pick up treehouse milk, so pecan sure. milk or cashew milk, what vessel is it actually coming in? It comes in a glass jar, similar to a mason jar, but not quite. Um, more like a mayonnaise jar. I hate to say that, but that's the visual. But glass. That, that's so southern. That's great. Yeah. I, like a mayonnaise jar, that, that's what I grew up calling it before I yeah. called it a mason jar. Yeah, and actually the distributor jar. we buy them from calls them literally a mayo jar. So that, that's the industry terminology for it. Yeah, you know, you're in the know when you call it a mayonnaise right. jar. So it, um, yeah, it's in a jar, and we have our logo printed across the front, Treehouse Milk, and then a beautiful little label that hangs over it um, that indicates the type of milk it is. But from a design perspective, you guys have really done something to, to just make it appear to be more than just nut milk in a mayonnaise jar. It really looks like something that has so much time and care and attention brought into it. And I also want to mention, whether it's your website copy or social media, so many witticisms are just like laid into your copy and just very clever. Like the things that you guys do are so clever. And there's one thing, and we, this is kind of a two-part question. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what's the inspiration from you just as a creative and how you guys are, like, writing just about your brand? But then also there's something on your Instagram profile that's really interesting that I want to okay. – I'll come back to we'll that. But talk to me a little okay. bit about, like, you know, you guys' inspiration in actually writing copy for, for Treehouse. Well, I think that, you know, we're trying to reflect our personalities. We're – you know, Kate and I are both a little – Kooky, kooky isn't fair. We're, you know, we're, we're individuals. Um, and what we're doing is a little, you know, not to be totally cheesy, it's, it's a little nutty. Um, and the term nut milk is kind of ridiculous. Um, we're over it by now, but people still get a kick out of it. Um, so, yeah, we like to have fun with it. And the brands that kind of I admire the most are, are having fun with themselves. Yeah. So I think you got to have some personality. Like brands that don't take themselves too seriously. Right, exactly. Like I, I saw something that you – I don't remember how long ago it was, but it was like a, you guys were – it was a job posting. It's like we're hiring. But, like, it said something about first person to say nut job nut or job, something like yeah. that. Like, and I'm, like, slapping oh. my knee. Like, that's just so damn funny. Thank uh, like you. I, but I'm a dad, we so I, all I have is dad jokes now. Yeah. So, like, I, like, wholesale – for a lot less than that, like yeah. I'll laugh. Yeah. But anyway, I appreciate it very much. Thanks. So let's get into some of the offerings that you guys actually have. So talk to me about everything under the menu slash umbrella of Treehouse Milks. Sure. We, um, we've we got 10 different blends right now. Um, I believe six of those are almond milk blends. Um, so we use organic almonds. Um, we've got a regular and an unsweetened almond. 
Um, we do a cacao almond, um, which incorporates chocolatel's cacao nibs, which is rare for, for chocolate milks to, you know, to actually utilize the, the bean like that. Um, an almond oat. Oat milk is becoming increasingly popular, so we do an almond oat blend. Um, matcha almond. Really? Yes. Are you guys using a local matcha? There is no local matcha that I'm aware of. Oh. However, I'll I'll hook you up with a with an oh, idea. Please yeah. do. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Um, and then golden, which is like the hit right now because so people are loving their golden everything. And, and that was the one that I wanted to ask you about the most because it's honestly it's the only one that I have not tried. Well, that I know of. So I don't know that I've had nine, but um, I've had multiple m- multiple varieties that you guys are producing. So talk to me about the golden version or golden so variety. The golden. What makes it golden is the turmeric. Oh, so we're talking like health benefits and color. Anti-inflammatory. Yeah. um, Turmeric, ginger, honey, and cinnamon. And a little salt. Wow. Um, Sounds like really fun and complex. It is. It's um, it's funny. People, I think people are just, that's the most, most often just consumed by itself. Gotcha. Um, And of course it's based on golden milk, which is, typically consumed hot um, okay. so it's something you, you could heat up um, but yeah it's the most medicinal I'd say of all of our milks gotcha so you've never had treehouse milk before you're approaching the garden variety of choices maybe it's the green market on a Saturday or whatever you know just finding your products out in the wild which one do you have to try it, that, that's going to blow your mind because you, you're you looking to leave behind the idea of almond milk or cashew milk behind you. Georgia pecan milk, of course. It just sounds good. Yeah. So, we uh, yeah, we started just by making almond milk. Um, and we were like, you know what? We're in Georgia. We grow pecans here. Why isn't anyone making pecan milk? Um, I can't say I've ever had pecan milk. You haven't. Well, I mean, other than other than oh. yours is what okay. I mean. Like, I've never seen someone else like, oh, well, no. I, you know, just it's one other little milk company milk. out of Texas. But um, yeah, we're we're the only Georgia pecan milk. Wow. Um, gotcha. Tell me about the flavor, though. Because so, I mean, I'm I'm so familiar with the flavor of pecan or of with almond milk. Yeah. And I'll be honest. Most of the time, it's be, it, it's in the giant jug of Almond Breeze or mm-hmm. you know one of the grocery store brands. But it's going in a smoothie because I'm making sure. a smoothie for my sure. kids. And totally if fair. I'm going to make a smoothie with Treehouse, like that's an occasion. That's right. And yeah. my kids aren't getting any of that. So, yeah. but anyway, tell me about like the flavor profile of, of pecan milk. So pecans, um, I'd say it's the most nutty of all of our milks. Pecans. Um, They've got a higher fat content, or at least they the, the way the fat and the proteins behave are a little bit, bit different than the way they do in other milks. Um, so it, it ends up being richer. Um, pecans get rather bitter when you blend them up. So we add honey to ours um, to, to balance that out, um, which makes it really good in coffees and teas. Um, smoothies and stuff like that where you want sort of a rich, nutty flavor. Um, What's also great about pecans is they contain more antioxidants than any other nut, um, which is a surprise to people because almonds are considered the super nut and pecans are actually a little bit better for you. 
little known fact. Yeah. And like they're they're just right at your fingertips That's here right. in the great state of Georgia. That's right. So before you reach for a handful of pecans, you're like, whoa, 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 wait there, friend, buckaroo. How about a handful right. of pecans? Yep. Get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I actually like I, I like the texture of a pecan more than an almond. An almond is almost like it's shaped like a shield, and it's like, don't eat me cool. because it's kind of like I'm going to chip a tooth. Right. But a pecan's like, you know what? Come on Smooth. in. There's like yes. nooks and crannies all over the place. And yeah. like, if you're like roasted That's a right. pecan with honey, mm-hmm. maybe like something like cinnamon or cardamom. Mm-hmm. And it's just, dude, yep. roasted pecan or roasted almond, no competition. Yep. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay, good. Glad we can agree on yeah. that. Um, another another aspect of Treehouse that I want to talk about is the way that you guys are producing almond milk is, I mean, albeit different, but in the same process, so to speak. So you're blending nuts and water, pressing it, there's your milk. But there's something a little bit different about you guys comparative to, let's say, Almond Breeze or, or a, a commodity value. Sure. You know, So tell me a little Glad bit about asked. that. So, um our milk contains about, if you, if you get a pint of our milk, you will, I won't say you will find, there are a, about 99 almonds in a pint of our milk. Um, really? I can't tell you how many are in Almond Breeze, but about 25% of our milk is nuts, whereas an Almond Breeze is something like, you know, 2 or 5%. Wow. Um, so what they do, you know, almonds are expensive, hence the price of our milk. Um, and so what those big companies do is they use fewer nuts and they water it down and they add things like carrageenan and gums and lecithin to right. fill it up. Um, and ours is pure, just nuts and water. It's, it's real food. Yeah. And, you know, I think some of the things to dispel a little bit about almond milk for people is the thing that makes me really sad is I've, I've had, you know, almond milk that friends of mine have made and like super hippy dippy friends, man. Like they're like, yeah, like made this almond milk for you I'm like uh, I trust you I think but you know but the it, it tends to be a lot richer it tends to be thicker it, sure. I mean almost akin to it, it's almost like drinking whole milk maybe not as far as half and half it depends but it's so thick and so rich right and the the, the thing that I I want people to understand and really coming from you is the authority on this is People don't realize that a lot of the things that are added to that giant jug or, you know, quart of almond milk, it's not just the pure ingredients that they might think it is. Like, it does have a lot of thickeners, and or they might be natural, but sure. it it's not at all what they think it what is. What think it is, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, as, as far as I know, carrageenan is some sort of seaweed, seaweed. or, yeah. you know, something that grows in the ocean. Yeah, so. so it's a natural product. Right. But, you know... Some some sh- studies show that it causes inflammation, which may or may not cause cancer. And you know, so I think the jury's still out on just how bad it might be for you. But yeah. of course, it's not. It's, it's a foreign object in your almond milk. Yeah. Um, and then there's other stuff like the gums and the lecithin, like I said, which yeah. is not 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 cool yeah. either. That's what I don't yeah. like about bread. Is like there's just so many things that are stabilizers or thickeners or things that help to encourage the integrity of that specific soft texture that has no resilience right. it's only found in like a certain loaf of bread but if you bake bread in your own oven you can't achieve that texture yeah you know so i'd imagine that it's got to yeah. be the same i mean you've you've got to only hit a certain level of thickness when you guys are making treehouse milk that you really can't find you know in a in some of like the marketplace yeah. ones so um 
So, let's see here. So give me a little bit more of an idea about the business. So Treehouse is obviously a local brand here to Atlanta, but right. let's let's talk about let's go down the list of questions. So where are you guys producing Treehouse and also where can you find these products around town? So we are producing Treehouse out of a kitchen in Grant Park, which we share with our friends Revelator Coffee, their, hey. their cold brew operation, which was formerly Wanderlust. Um, homegrown company. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know exactly where this is in Grand Park. Yeah, the Beacon. Yes. Yeah. That's great. So that's where the whole thing goes down. That's right. Gotcha. It's awesome. Okay. It's a nut milk factory. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we make it there, um, and we deliver twice a week. So we've got a pretty good home delivery business, lots of subscribers around town. We deliver Mondays and Thursdays. Kate and I do a lot of that ourselves, surprisingly. Wow. Are, you, are you guys, do you guys have a team of... Of, of treehouse delivery folks we've got a couple people who help us in the kitchen we kind of outsource the delivery component to yeah um some other folks but um we do a lot of it ourselves and we do um we are at um retailers like candler park market grand park market decatur market several of those um in coffee shops so spiller park we've got a really great partnership with them which we've had since the beginning which is um, I, i'm probably getting a, uh, which would be the equivalent of like a cafe au lait. Yeah. But with Treehouse. Yeah. Probably at least like once a week. Well, actually, I was Aww. very fortunate this week. I had three people buy me coffee this week and I was trying to pay, but they wouldn't allow me to. But you I ended up getting, the, yeah. yeah the at, upsell every time? At Spiller Park. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the almond milk. Have Thank you had you. their uh, nutty, nutty shake shake, whatever they call it? It's, a, it's an iced version of that. It's really good with I've vanilla in it. it. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it, but I have not had it yet. Yeah. I usually am just like a black coffee drinker, but every now and again, if it's like a, the right Tuesday of the week, I'm like, yep, I'm going to get uh, something different. Yeah. Treat so, yourself. Yeah. It's, it's one of those days. So, yeah. but, um. But no, that's, that's really cool. I love that you guys have such a wonderful product that is locally available and you guys are trying to expand not only the knowledge of a milk alternative, and I, I think that's going to go away, you know? And, and one thing that I think is really interesting for us to talk about here is, you know, hearing enough of this in the, in the culinary world, in the food scene, even, you know, here in Atlanta, that so many people are saying that you know, milk as we know it, so your 2%, your 1%, your non-fat, your skim, whatever, mm-hmm. from the cow as we know it, uh, whatever you want to say, give it 15, 20 years, that most of that is going to be replaced yeah, by absolutely. a plant-based yeah. milk. And we just, bought, we just bought pea milk yeah, what'd for the you first think? time. Um, the, the brand that we got, I wasn't crazy about. But okay. I, I put it in coffee. When yeah. I was like, you know, probably not yeah. the best use. But I don't see a lot of 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 need to cook with it yet but mm-hmm. in a smoothie easy you know yeah. Su- super super simple like yeah. that's just the easiest thing is you're blending something up and then you've got great flavor but with so much of the market becoming more interested in a milk alternative you know what would you say to those people um to the people who they're on the who, cusp who are on the cusp yeah they're on the cusp yeah. they're thinking about jumping over the fence yeah well you know, dairy, like, I don't want to be obnoxious about it, but humans shouldn't be drinking cow's milk anyway. You know, we're like the only mammal that drinks another animal's milk. Um, when it comes to nut milk specifically, um, nuts are high in protein, heart-healthy fats, 
endless amounts of vitamins and minerals, antioxidants. Um, so there's a huge amount of nutrition in there. Nut milks are incredibly versatile. I have yet to come across an application um, in which you know you, you can't it, that it can't be a substitute for dairy for, um, yeah. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I've baked several cakes before yeah. with almond milk, but I have not baked a cake with treehouse uh. or pecan milk. Ah. So I can only imagine that the performance of, of baking a cake with your pecan milk or almond milk or cashew milk would be probably pretty stellar. Yeah. Have you done this? I have not baked a cake yet. Oh, man. No. See, the implication in baked goods, I'd imagine, would be yeah. pretty awesome. Not a cake specifically. I've baked other things, like waffles and stuff. Yeah. Are you um, a cake person? Not a, an eater or baker? Both. Um, actually, neither. I don't really have much of a sweet tooth. Really? So, yeah. So you're a savory person. Yes, totally. So what's, what, are you, what are you reaching for? If someone's like, you can have this slice of cake or this samosa, you're going for the samosa? Totally. Okay. But what's like a... And what? I eat that like when my mom like bakes an apple pie, I eat the crust and give everyone else the fruit out of it. Okay. Yeah. So I'll share that idea with you at least a little bit. I, I want that crumbly texture of the crust, yeah. but like the pie filling, the cloyingly sweet and like... Yeah, you gotta have the sweet to balance it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really want that. Like, I just want like that crispy texture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing with like pizza. Like, I I enjoy the crust maybe even more. Me too. Than the actual pizza. Sometimes it just depends. Yeah. Like here, like right oh, where yeah, we're standing, totally. we're standing right next to Veruni Napoli. Everybody, mm-hmm. probably some of the best pizza in Atlanta if you never had it. And there's not a bite in that pizza that I don't love. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like there's every single bit of it, especially yeah. the crust. But um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, you should try Jake. You should try baking a cake with uh, yeah. with almond milk. Yeah, definitely not a bad idea. Yeah. So, I had um, a customer a few weeks ago at a farmers market tell me um, that she was going to turn our almond milk into buttermilk and bake with it, which I thought was a fantastic idea. Oh, so she's going to like culture it. Yes. Interesting. Huh. So on the show a few weeks ago, I had uh, I don't know if you know Drew McBath from Banner Butter. I believe you've, stand, you've stood I next know. to him yes. or at least someone from Banner yes. Butter. So Drew is one of the founders of Banner Butter. Yes. So they're actually culturing their dairy. So is the is there actually the availability of culturing it's, Yeah, it's possible. It's like it's like in, in the back of my mind something I'm looking at. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You might have like a serious uh, you might have a serious business yep. on your hand like maybe little on the kefir, side. But little nut milk kefir, yeah. Yeah. I like kefir. It's good. Yeah. So, well awesome. Well, best Tell me a little bit about what's next for you and Kate and Treehouse. Like, what are you guys working on? What do you wanna What do you wanna tell me? What's What's well, What's coming up? Yeah, I think the most exciting thing is we have just launched nationwide shipping. So um, get out of town. Yeah, we are gonna make um, the the glories of pecan milk available for everyone. Um, wow. So. That's what we're doing. Tell your friends in California. Tell yeah. your friends in New York. Which uh, is great because I mean, well, like you, you, you grew up in Atlanta and you are here in Atlanta. So, mm-hmm. but for all the people who have called Atlanta home at one point, but they're actually from Houston and now they moved right. back to Houston or they're, you know, from Dallas and now they live in Detroit or whatever. You know, we're, we're just the hopscotch for you and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Now you can get Treehouse. All over the place. That's right. And and a plug that I love about Treehouse is, as much as I love the jar, the mayonnaise jar of uh, of what I've had is almond milk mostly. Uh, the next I'm getting is golden milk for sure. But um, tell me about the minis because those yeah, are my the favorite. Minis. Those are my um, favorite. People love the minis. They're little eight ounce. Unfortunately, they're plastic. 
Um, They're cute, though. Yeah, they are so cute. And it's a way for us to make, you know, our milk more accessible to folks. Mm -hmm. um, kids love them. Good little snack on the go. Yeah. Things. Yeah. And, and you can order uh, a variety. Like of a them. sampler pack. Yeah. yeah. Which I you think can is great. You order a variety so you can try out, figure out your favorite. Yeah. Your favorite blend. So like line up six cups of coffee and there you go. Put a little bit of each one and each cup of coffee and maybe just sample it. Don't drink all six cups of coffee or do. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe you're well, that yeah. kind of person. Well, yeah. Best. Thanks again. It was such a pleasure Thank having you. you on the show. Thanks. Eat or drink more. Drink more nut milk. Drink more nut milk. Have a great night. Big thanks go out to Best Wyant for joining me for this episode. If you haven't had a chance to experience Treehouse just yet, head over to treehousemilk.com to see the flavors and varieties currently available. You can also see a list where you can pick up everything locally, or you can even order a bundle through the good old mail if you don't live in Atlanta. But that's going to do it for this week, everyone. I cannot wait to bring you guys more stories like this from local chefs, culinary entrepreneurs and people who are making Atlanta the greatest city for eaters. I'm your host, Ben Getz. Thanks again for listening to the Atlanta Foodcast.